Before we dive in, I want to tell you about my brand new guide, Be Your Own Boss, How to Scale to 5K Months. So if you're an online service-based entrepreneur and you are looking to get to those 5K months and beyond, this guide is for you. We're talking all about how to niche down, craft your signature offer, get clients, and everything you need to know to get to those 5K months and beyond. So I am really excited for you to check it out. You can just head to bit.ly slash startmybiz2020, or you can just click it. It's right here in the show notes. Okay, on to the show. Hey there, I'm Angela Master Giacomo, and I help online service-based entrepreneurs hit consistent 5K months with high-ticket offers. Now, as you'll see on this show, I am in no fluff kind of girl. I like giving you the step-by-step strategies, behind the scenes, all the nitty-gritty, and so because of that, we are just gonna dive straight into the show because you are busy, and I do not wanna waste a second of your time, so let's get straight into the show. Hey, welcome back to another episode of The Story Behind the Journey. I'm Angela Master Giacomo, and today on this New Year's Eve, we are talking all about a year in review, because what better topic could we talk about on the eve of a new year other than looking back on everything that 2020 was and everything that 2021 can be? And I am personally pretty excited about it. So first of all, let me be the first to say, or probably not the first to say, you've probably heard this a hundred times by now, but maybe not. Maybe it's the first thing you're listening to today, which is welcome to the end of 2020. What a year, right? Like really what a year. That is an understatement. I know it's been challenging for a lot of us, but you know, like I've been talking about on the last few episodes, I know it's been challenging for many, but we also have to focus on the good as well as what could have worked better. And I know I've been releasing a slew of episodes the last couple of weeks around goal setting and taking stock of the year, you know, everything you would expect from getting ready to gear up for the new year in terms of just making sure that 2021 can absolutely be the best year yet. But with that said, there was a lot that happened in 2020 that we have to look at to fully appreciate it. You know, we can't just write off the year or just like talk about how much it sucked and not talk about all of the good that came from it, all of the things we discovered about ourselves, the ways that our business grew or changed or maybe even started. We have to be able to look at 2020 and really look at it with honest, fresh eyes in order to fully be able to appreciate everything that's to come in 2021 and everything moving forward that we're gonna do differently to make sure that 2021 is the year that we really want it to be. No more leaving things up to chance. You know better than that now you know that you have to go forward with the plan. And part of that plan is knowing what really did and didn't work in 2020. And so that is what this episode is all about. Now, this episode is a little bit more casual in a sense, a bit more reflective, you could say, but I have no doubt that there is a lot you can take away from this, including steps to do your own year interview and how you can apply that, like I said, to the goals and milestones that you wanna reach in the new year. So let's just go ahead and dive right in. I personally always like to end on a high note, so that's why I'm gonna start this episode with what didn't work this year, and then we're gonna move on to what did. So here's one of the things that didn't work. Trying to hold on too tightly to a plan. Now, you know I love a good plan, and I'm also actually very resistant to change, which might surprise you because I'm always talking about going outside of your comfort zone, and this is obviously something I believe a lot in, going outside your comfort zone. I think it's crucial to success as an entrepreneur. So you might be surprised to hear me say that I am quite resistant to change. I 
yeah, I'm just not a fan. It stresses me out. I like to have a plan and I like that plan to be carried through. And so it is very difficult for me to let go of plans or let go of the idea of what I thought I wanted or what I thought something would look like, even when it's no longer serving me. And so that is something that definitely did not go well. And an example of this for me is I, I've talked about before how I started the year in a very different place than I am now. I thought what I wanted to do professionally, honestly, it was totally different. Leaps and bounds different than what I'm doing now, which is crazy, right? How a year can completely change like that. But that is what I'm talking about when I say that 2020 threw us all a lot of curveballs, but a lot of us came out stronger on the other end in terms of our business and our personal growth. So for me, this looked like starting the beginning of the year, really wanting to hold on to my first business. So you might've heard me mention before that prior to business coaching, the, my first business that I started was a public relations company. And so I actually started the year kind of doubling down on that. So before I even knew that I was going to be a business coach, I started off the year trying to really revamp that PR company and start a membership and really work within an industry that I already knew, which in my case was PR and the industry that I served PR for, which was the music industry. So that's very different than where I ended up. And the truth is that I, I knew at the beginning of the year that I was no longer in love with that business, right? Like I loved a lot of what it brought me. I loved the people I was around, but I didn't necessarily love doing public relations anymore. I didn't love the industry I was in anymore. It had been, you know, six, seven years since I had started it and my interests had changed. You know, I started that company when I was in my early twenties and early to mid twenties. And now I'm in my early thirties and you know, everything's different. I'm very different than I was then. And because all that had changed, I knew that I was ready to move on, but I wasn't, I couldn't quite let it go. And so I hung on really tightly to this business that I had started, to this plan that I thought that I wanted, you know, seven years ago. And for me, that just meant that, you know, it caused me a bit of heartache, to be honest, you know, it, thankfully nothing major. I was able to pivot, start business coaching, find my true passion and calling, but I did stay in that business, I would say, for honestly like years longer than I needed to because I was just holding on so tightly to this vision, this plan of what I thought I wanted my life and business to look like, and that absolutely did not serve me. Maybe you can relate. Another thing that did not work for me is kind of along the same lines, which is that I was trying to stay in a role that I no longer loved. For you, maybe this is that you started a business that you're not quite crazy about anymore. Maybe it's that you started questioning if you really wanted to do your nine to five anymore. Maybe you've been doing it for so long that it's comfortable and it's familiar, but you realize you're not really liking it. You're not really passionate about it and you want to do something else. So for me, again, trying to force myself to stay in this role, this industry that I just no longer loved, but that was sort of a last ditch effort to make something work that I wasn't even passionate about. That was something that I feel like I didn't need to do. And yet I did because, you know, going back to point one, I was hanging on so tightly to it. I'm almost glad that it worked out like that because I do think if I hadn't done that, like I almost think I needed to go through it to get where I am now. And I do think that is the case for so many of us. I do really believe our struggles lead us to where we're meant to be, right? Like if I had not been laid off, you know, almost what, a decade ago and started my business and struggled so much in the beginning and all of that, I would not be here as a business coach. There's no way I would have been able to do that. And so I do believe that our journeys are all leading us somewhere in that way. 
but I also don't believe in unnecessary struggle. And there is a, a certain amount of unnecessary struggle that I feel like went into the beginning of this year because of that. Another thing that really did not work this year is that I spent the first, I would say three to six months of this year really trying to do it all alone. You know, I knew at a certain point that I was gonna start business coaching or that I was gonna start some kind of coaching, but I didn't exactly know what that meant. And I was trying to figure it all out on my own and I was struggling. I felt like, especially for somebody that had already built a business, not being able to, or thinking that I could just easily build the second business and then finding out that I was struggling with direction and what to do next, it was really frustrating. And I stayed stuck for a long time, just sort of going in circles, trying to do it all myself, figure it out myself and it wasn't working. And the more it didn't work, the more frustrated I got, the more burnt out I got. And the more I was worried that I was gonna give up. Like I didn't wanna give up, but I started to worry if I keep struggling, if I keep not seeing results, like eventually I'm gonna throw in the towel and I just could feel like in my bones that that was not the right decision. And that if I was going to make this work, I was going to have to fix something. I was gonna have to stop trying to do it all alone but I was very resistant to it for a long time. And, and I would try to come up with these sort of band-aid fixes. Like, you know, instead of hiring a coach, I would just do like a one-off strategy session with someone. And for me, that wasn't working because I didn't need a one-off session. I needed accountability. I needed a roadmap. And so I ended up finally hiring a coach. And, you know, I've said this before in other episodes, for me, that was really life-changing and we'll touch on that more, but I tried to do it alone for a really long time. And that definitely was something that did not work for me this year. So switching gears, what did work? Okay, first, here's here's like one of the things I'm so grateful for this year that definitely worked. And I'm betting that you can relate to this as well. And that was following my curiosity. So listening to that little voice inside my head. Now, a lot of us have this voice that kind of comes to us sometimes and we'll be like, that makes it sound like it's an actual person. It's not, obviously it's not. I don't think it's an actual person. It's our intuition, right? But a lot of us have this intuition, this gut reaction of things that we should try. And sometimes it's very small and sometimes it's about big things, but it's always this little voice. It's like, you know, what if, like, what if you tried that? Or, you know, yes, like just something in you that goes, yes, I know this is the right move. But then we kind of talk ourselves out of it, right? Because we're scared, we're afraid to go outside our comfort zone and we talk ourselves out of it. But listening to that voice this year, following that curiosity, was everything. It is what led me to start this podcast when I didn't know where I was going. Like I started this podcast having a vague idea of what I wanted to do, but not really. And you can tell even listening to the early episodes, the content, the start, like it's very different. And the clearer I get on my messaging and what I, when I started to really hone in on who I wanted to serve, that became really clear in later episodes. But just by starting this podcast, something I've been thinking about for years, but have been talking myself out of, but then finally this year, I had that voice, that little curiosity that said, like, now is the time, like start that podcast. And so starting the podcast, it helped me to really learn what I wanted to do and, and how I wanted to focus my coaching and business coaching. And it was just, it, I'm so glad that I listened to that curiosity and that I followed it because it gained me so much clarity in everything from niching down to just what I wanted my life and business to look like. The second thing that really worked well this year was simply taking action. You've probably heard me say this a million times, which is just that, you know, I'm an overthinker. I am prone to trying to think my way out of things, but really at a certain point, you can't think your way out of things. You have to just kind of do the scary thing, just take action and let the pieces fall into place that way. And so for me, that was a big thing this year as well, is just taking action. It's probably 
probably along with following my curiosity, it's one of the best things. I guess that's why it's on this list, right? <laughs> it's because it was one of the most important things that I did this year, but it's also one of the biggest obstacles that I see new entrepreneurs running into is that they're trying to think their way out of things, probably because that feels safer, but they're not actually taking action because the action is the scary part, but the action is also the part that leads to results. And so that is why taking action this year was so important because sometimes you just need to do something, even if it's not the right thing. And I feel like people don't talk about this enough. It's something I was always afraid of. It's like, well, what if I take action and it's not the right thing and I waste my time, blah, blah, blah. Well, you're not wasting your time because just taking that action is going to get you into momentum. It's going to give you that momentum to be able to do the next thing and to eventually gain that clarity. Because I'm telling you the time is going by either way. And I can promise you that if you are given the choice of take action, even if it's the wrong, even if it leads to something you don't want to do, whatever, that versus just sitting there and spending the same amount of time just literally thinking but doing nothing, which one do you think is going to lead to the results you want? It's obviously taking action because that's going to get you clarity. It's going to show you what you do like, what you don't like, and it's going to get you to have that momentum versus just sitting there thinking yourself in circles, but not actually doing anything and just continuing to get more frustrated. You will always gain more clarity from doing rather than just thinking about it. The third thing that worked really well for me this year is investing in my business. So I decided to invest in a business coach this year for the first time and it was absolutely the best decision I could have made. I gained so much clarity. I, I got so much direction and there was this huge mindset shift that happened. So remember I told you how I was kind of trying to figure things out myself. I was doing like these one-off sessions that weren't working. Finally, I realized, okay, I think I need a business coach. I need somebody to literally walk me through what steps to take because obviously I'm not figuring it out on my own. I'm tired of burning out. And so I went into it and I was like, okay, I'm hiring a business coach. I found somebody that I really liked that I absolutely had to work with. And I hired her on the spot. I was basically like, please take my money. Like I need your help. Was it scary to invest? Yeah, of course. It's always scary to part with money if you're going to view it as a cost. But when you flip it and you can view it as an investment in yourself and you see the potential and you know, literally like, yes, I'm handing over thousands of dollars, but I'm going to be making thousands of dollars back. And there's probably no way I can do this without this help, then it makes it a really easy decision. And I think this is where people get stuck is they, number one, they're viewing an investment as a cost and it's not a cost, it's an investment, right? Number two, usually they're worried that they're not going to make that money back. But if you believe in the person you're hiring, if you believe in the program, then what you're really worried about is that you're not going to do what it takes. And so you need to get clear with yourself and say, do I want this business? And if the answer is yes, you want this business and you're willing to do what it takes, then that means that you're going to do what it takes to make sure you apply the things that you learn and make back that money and then some. And I know this because I lived it, right? So I paid my coach and I made back that money and then some, honestly, within I think it was a month and a half, I made a total of about $13,000 in about two months after hiring her. And I absolutely 100% could not have done that without her help. Let me repeat that for you. $13,000 in about two months of hiring this coach. And it was because a couple of things. Yes, she gave me strategies. She gave me support, all of that. Of course, that is incredibly valuable, but there was also a huge mindset shift that happened, right? Because when I put down that money and I hired her, there was a mindset shift that, okay, I am serious about this. You're, you have put down money, you have invested in yourself. Like 
I was showing up and I was showing up as next level me. And that was all I needed to be able to then take what I learned from her, take those strategies and make it happen. Because it's one thing to sit there and say that you wanna start your business, you wanna be successful, you want all these things, but then not actually necessarily do the things to make it happen. And part of that a lot of times is investing in yourself. And especially if you're finding that people aren't investing in you and you're wondering why, but then you're also not investing in yourself. I mean, it's kind of obvious, right? Like you can't wonder why people aren't paying you, why they aren't believing in you, why they aren't investing in you. If you are then coming at everything from a scarcity mindset and saying, well, I just can't afford it. Yeah, I know it'll help me. Yeah, I know it'll expedite my growth, but I just can't afford it. I just don't believe that as an excuse. I don't believe that we can't afford things. I think we always find money for the things we want. And so I think if you're feeling that way, then you need to look and say like, what's really holding me back? Am I nervous I won't make the money back? If yes, then what is that about? Is that because you don't believe in yourself? Is that because you believe that you won't do what it takes? Is that because you don't have the support from your partner? Like what is going on there? Because it's not about the money. The money is just, it's just sort of a safety net that we fall back on because we feel like it's an acceptable reason to keep us from doing the scary things that get us where we wanna be, right? But as I've talked about before, like you have to be willing to get outside of your comfort zone if you want to be an entrepreneur. Like no entrepreneur has ever been successful by just sort of taking it easy, not ever challenging themselves and just always being like comfortable. That's not what it's like to be an entrepreneur. It's brilliant to be an entrepreneur. You get so much freedom, you feel fulfillment, like everything about being an entrepreneur that we talk about, that is all amazing, but it does not come without putting yourself out of your comfort zone. So if you're waiting for things to be easy or you're hoping that you will get everything you want just by sort of coasting along, it's not going to happen. And you have to really be willing to step outside that comfort zone. And for me, one of those things was investing in my business and I would do it over and over again because I 100% would not be where I am today if I had not done that. Like point blank, I don't think I could be here especially not this fast if I had not invested in myself. So I am a really, really big believer in that. And lastly, the thing that really worked for me was just being really honest with myself. For the first time in a long time, I was incredibly honest with myself this year and I gained so much clarity honestly, just through the anxiety of this year that I was able to really discover, you know, what I wanted my life and my business to look like in a way that I never really had before. And part of that was because I allowed myself to be honest. And I know this sounds kind of weird to say because a lot of us probably think like, well, yeah, like I'm always honest with myself, but I mean, are you really? Um, I know for me, I like, I wasn't, you know, and it wasn't intentional. I wasn't intentionally not being honest with myself. I didn't even realize I wasn't being honest with myself until, you know, the, the pandemic put so many things in perspective and it just started to click. And when I started to allow myself to think about, you know, what I actually wanted versus what I had just been telling myself I wanted for five or 10 or however many years, things really started to shift. And I realized that a lot of my feelings towards what I wanted my life or business to look like, they were based off of who I thought I was or thought I wanted to be, you know, five or 10 years ago versus who I am today. And especially at this age, you know, being 32, you know, who I was at 20 or 25 or what I thought I wanted the world to look like or my world to look like is very different than what 32 year old Angela wants. Those are, that's a, that's a significant, like you change a lot in those years. I mean, you change a lot in any five or 10 years, but especially those years are so formative. And so it wasn't reasonable of me to think that who I was 10 years ago is who I should still want to be today. And allowing myself to take down those walls and, and really think about it in different terms. I mean, it was so eye-opening for me because I got to think about, you know, like, who am I? When am I happiest? You know, 
what is going to actually make me happy versus what just makes me appear the happiest or what do I think should make me the happiest? Like, no, forget about that. What actually in your day to day makes you happiest? And honestly, sometimes this means having hard conversations with yourself or with others. And it does take some serious reflection and personal growth to be able to do this. I'm not saying it's easy, but I promise you that the path to actual real genuine happiness, not just, you know, the perceived happiness that we put out there or put online, it is going to come with having these hard conversations with ourselves. So all of that, I know that was kind of a lot, but I hope you took something away from it as much as I did. It was kind of like a personal therapy session for me, but hopefully it was for you too. <laughs> and you know, with all of that, my God, we're at the end of a year and I honestly can't believe it. I, it just sort of, I feel like in some ways this was the longest year ever and in other ways it was the shortest year. And I cannot believe that we are already at the end of December. So I just wanna say from the bottom of my heart, thank you, thank you, thank you. I. I honestly couldn't have done it without any of you. And as I'm saying this, I don't know if there are any Chicago fans out there, either the play or the or the movie, but if you are and you remember that ending scene where Roxy and Velma are on stage and they're all, thank you, believe us, we could not have done this without you. And if you've seen this movie, you know that my inflection is like dead on because I've seen this movie literally, I would say over a hundred times, I'm not even joking. Um, Anyway, that's just sort of a side note. If you've never seen Chicago and you have no idea what I'm talking about, just like pretend that I'm not a weirdo. But that is how I feel. That is truly how I feel. Like I, I couldn't have done this without you. I mean, I started this podcast just to try to find my own way. And I was looking at this that Spotify wrapped thing the other day that tells you about you know, how many minutes you've recorded and all of that. And I saw that this podcast is listened to in nine different countries and that I've recorded, I forget what it was. I think it was six or 700 hours of audio. And I get messages from you guys saying like, thank you. And that it was helpful. And I, I don't know, like I, I can't overstate that that means so much to me. It means so much to me that people are actually listening to this, that they're getting something of value out of it. It just, I don't know. It's very humbling for somebody who started this podcast having no idea what she was doing, just trying to find a way to connect and to build a community and to hopefully help somebody else not struggle as much as I did, but still build that life and business that they, they are dreaming of, that they want to, to escape that nine to five, to, to just honestly at the core of it, to just be happy and fulfilled and to know that that's resonating and you're listening and I'm not just talking to myself. Like it really means so much to me, so much more than I feel like I could ever express. I wish I could reach the microphone and give every single one of you a huge hug. And I hope one day in the near future, I will be able to do that. But I just want to say again, thank you for making this just the year it has been. It really does mean a lot to me. And so with all that said, because I feel like I am just going to keep saying the same thing, but I'm just, I'm like on the verge of tears here. I'm, I'm just so grateful for each and every one of you and, and for allowing me to bring this to you every week. Um, it's really is an honor. And I really am so grateful and fortunate to be able to do that. So with that being said, I am wishing you the happiest New Year's Eve. Please stay safe. Know that tomorrow is a new day. It is a new year. And while I do believe that you can start over at any time, there is something magical about this time of year. There just is. So I hope you go to bed tonight excited about all that's waiting for you on the other side. And I hope you wake up tomorrow inspired to tackle everything you have been dreaming of. So happy new year. Thank you for spending 2020 this crazy year with me. And I will see you next week. Bye for now. Happy New Year.